family. Welcome back to Carl Building. Yes, we're now calling you family. Yeah, let me tell you about what just happened to me. Okay. And if this isn't indicative of the patriarchy at work, Hunter... Oh, hmm. this is a strange left turn for you. You know what? I was standing outside my apartment waiting for you to come pick me up so we could record the show. As one does. And a car drives by, and I kind of I kind of look inside the windshield a little bit, you know, just try, being a vigilant citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, and a man... A man. A man? Would you believe it? A man rolls down his window and you know what he says to me? Make America great again. He says, hey, nice beard. I got catcalled, Hunter. Wow. Much like Ben Shapiro catcalls Anastasio Ocasio-Cortez by saying he wants to have a discussion with her. (laughs) I got catcalled by another man for having a nice beard. Do you feel violated? In every way. Wow. It's something about the moving vehicle that let me know that that individual wasn't going to be sticking around for very long. Was he in a pickup truck? He was in a four-door sedan. Oh. I was like, and it wasn't even a particularly nice man. If you're going to get catcalled, I mean, get catcalled by a man. Get, yeah. And I say that as a Honda Civic owner. I, I want to get catcalled by a guy in a Hummer. Right. Just kidding. I actually don't. Well... Um, because no. people that drive Hummers are the worst people. And if you disagree, go ahead and send us an email to uh, the Young Turks at theyoungturks.com. <laughs> I don't know their email addresses. Send it a tweet at Chankweger. Yeah, please. Um, I don't think he works for them anymore, right? If you can't find his Twitter handle, Google it. He doesn't work for them anymore, right? I think he got he got caught up in some Me Too stuff, if I remember correctly. Really? Yeah, I don't know if he got like fired or let go or. Anyway. That must have been recently, then. Uh, no, it happened maybe a couple months ago. I thought I've seen him, I thought I've seen him on their, their so, show since. So maybe he got caught up in some Me Too stuff, but didn't get fired. Maybe that's, maybe that's the whole connection there. Well, that would definitely, that definitely tracks for the typical leftist, uh, life cycle of someone getting caught in sexual scandal. It's not great, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, Bill Clinton... Um, it depends on the a definition of, of is. <laughs> that is, that is, if there's not a more postmodern statement in my entire <laughs> life than that. Okay, well, let's get into it today. It's actually, we got a really serious topic today. There's yeah. been, in the past couple of weeks, when we've been off in uh, floaty love time land. Talk talking about, about art. Art and psychology and, and, the, uh, and the meaning of life. Philosophy. There's been some, in my opinion deadly shifts in the American political landscape. Yeah. And literally. Yeah. Quite literally. Quite literally. And uh, we're going to address them because there is a, there is such a push for something that is so obviously wrong that it's disturbing. Yeah. It's disturbing on a, on a grand scale. So we're going to be talking today about abortion. And I just want to preface with this. Uh, this issue gets under my skin like no other political issue, and I, it wasn't always this way. It is easy. To, that is true. It, I remember actually when you were very different on this issue. I, I yeah, I I used to be stupid. I still am, <laughs> but I used to be stupid too. Okay. But the the idea is this, and and it is a complex issue when you look at it. There are multiple ways to view and analyze the issue because there are, it's an issue with externalities, right? right? And so the government, in my opinion, I'm not full-blooded libertarian, obviously, uh, but the government is there to, to litigate the externalities. They are there to 
to allow my fist to swing until it touches somebody else's nose, and then they have to step in. That's the proper mode of government mm-hmm. in a very simplified term. And so there is this issue where... Another episode on that. Yeah. There yeah. is this issue where there's a, a piece of female... Uh, autonomy that's missing but it's actually it's a dumb it's a dumb way to look at it and it's the way I used to look at it but it's stupid because it it subverts the initial conditions of that implication notwithstanding so we'll get into all of that yeah but I want to preface it with this I have no compassion for these doctors with eight-year medical degrees that know better and lie to their patients and lie to the nation and lie to the world about what they're doing with uh, performing abortions. I have no patience for these lazy lawmakers who refuse to look at the scientific data and refuse to make an objective standard when they enable people to do this great evil. I have no, no patience for them. I have great mercy for people who find themselves in the position where they are contemplating abortion. Yeah. Uh, And and this is not all. There are some people who treat abortion like birth control. And the two options there are they are either a special type of malevolent that is hard to wrap your mind around, but you should try because we all have a piece of that inside of us. Or the second option is they've bought in to the wealth of propaganda and lies that's perpetrated by a out-of-control media and an out-of-control political party so that they truly believe what they're doing is innocuous. One of those two options. And so the argument that I won't listen to at all is an identitarian argument that I'm not allowed to speak about this issue because of my white male privilege and I never have to experience this issue so it doesn't affect me. BS. Absolute BS. I have no time for that argument. I care for the women that find themselves in this situation. I know you do too. Uh, I, I think we've both known, I know that we've both known people who have been contemplating this and gone through with it. Um, and it's a very difficult situation and I have compassion and mercy for those people. So any of the anger and vitriol that comes out in this episode is not directed at them. God bless them. I hope that they make the best decision for themselves and for their child. But... But the idea that because there is anger, I am condemning all women, nonsense, grow up. Uh, so I'll preface it with that. Anything from you? That was a great rant. That was like the perfect <laughs> rant. I loved it. Thank but, you. But I do want to like, uh, I do want to, this is, I think sometimes, um, and this might surprise Chris to some extent, I think a lot of times this conversation gets started from any right-leaning source, very, very judgmental, very, very angry, very, very, I can't understand why anyone would ever do this, very, it doesn't make any sense. And I think, I think I can understand that perspective and why someone would say something like that, but I also think it comes out within, without no uh, understanding, compassion, or mercy. Right. And I think that was a good thing that you said is like, I think it. I think it needs to be applied in the correct place. Uh, people make mistakes. People get raped. There's complications in pregnancy. There's you know there's horrible things that doctors say sometimes and don't exactly tell people what's going on. You know, and trying to get them to do the best thing or the most expedient thing. You know, right? And I think 
I don't I don't know necessarily given different circumstances and obviously being a different gender how that would affect me personally and how what decisions I could make in you know different scenarios sure I don't I don't think there's any room for not extreme compassion for people that have to go through this right but the, the you're exactly right I'm right there with you the yeah. other side to that record is that what is right and what is wrong and what is truth does not change based on the configuration of your or my genitalia. That's fine. That, like it's always wrong to right. tell a lie, even when it's a white lie. You just do it because it's not. There's not a large consequence associated with it. Right. And, and basically, what I'm saying is the identitarian argument is uh, that you hear constantly is that all these old men in government shouldn't be telling women what to do with their bodies. Well, first off, their genitalia has nothing to do with whether or not truth is truth. So your argument is ignorant to begin with. And right. second of all, uh, the the concept that it's your body is incredibly subterfugious. So let's jump in to New some York's of the science. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, we can preface well, it Well, I was that. just curious if you wanted to talk like, like, do we want to, is that kind of where we want to end up? Because I think that's just a good place of where we're at. Or do we want to talk about. I think uh, or the thing. as we build the show, as it goes conversationally, maybe let's talk about some of the the common arguments for abortion um, and debunk them readily as they are some of the easiest arguments from the ideological left to okay. debunk. Sure. Then we'll go into the law. So, so just as a preface, there's been two... New laws. This is, this is one why of we're talking about this. We're not just right. talking about this because it's the random thing we decided to talk about this week. Right. Although we would never restrict ourselves that way. But there's been, there's one law I think that's passed, and there's one law that's coming through in Virginia. It, it, the law in Virginia got tabled after the video of uh, Kathy Tran. Kathy Tran got got uh, went viral, so it's tabled now indefinitely. Okay, but, that's good news, I suppose. So yeah, they might not bring it back up this session. But but New York just passed, passed. a law. Uh, I think it was called the Reproductive Health Act, and it has it has we'll, we'll get to it, but it has some startling uh, consequences for. Uh, in a lot of ways, I don't think they necessarily considered, and we'll, we'll get there. But uh, they're so freaking lazy and so ideologically driven. I would definitely guess that they didn't consider all of the the. Um, and I think we should consequences, say it's definitely it's it, it, it. Let's just do this so we can come back to it. But it's not it's not the moral stuff at all. It's like you know, it's not about the baby, but it's like the law itself is going to affect the way. Uh, abuse victims yes are treated yes and it's and it's it's that i think i don't think people have gotten to that point where they this law passed and it's like no you actually made things worse for victims of abuse the, the ideology and, it actually does less to protect women right the ideology is so in sick. some circumstances it, the ideology is so sick i would say in all circumstances the ideology is so sick and so Demonic in its ability to possess someone's intellect that they have done something so unbelievably stupid that will that it negates the rights of pregnant women in a lot of circumstances yeah, 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 in, yeah, yeah, yeah. under the guise of helping them. Yeah. That's where ideology takes you. So anyway, let's start out with some of the science, some of the basic arguments uh, f against or for. So after let's, the stork brings you the baby. Let's lay that down. Okay. And then we'll go on to these laws, and then let's try and answer the question, and this might be a lofty goal, but let's try and answer the question why. 
Yeah, I think, and maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. But okay. we can at least. We can, I think. I think the building blocks are important. So yeah, All let's right. do it. So devil's advocate. What are the best arguments for abortion? Uh, it's my body. I can do what I want. It's your body. You can do what you want. Yeah. Right. Sorry, is... I, I channeled my inner Cartman there. I think. <laughs> so, <laughs> my body. Um, anyway, but here's here's the thoughts on that. Yeah. So, uh, no, no male or no no lawmaker is interested in your kidneys or telling you what you can do with your liver. Sure. Or you know, we don't care. Do whatever you want with your body. Uh, the the difference is it's a distinct human body and the evidence for this is almost insurmountable in the scientific world the other portion of this is the whole issue of consent right so yes it might be connected to your body through the umbilical cord i saw this horrendous horrific video of this uh poor unfortunate soul screaming my body my choice until the umbilical cord is cut my body my choice which is disgusting for a billion reasons, one of them being that wow. it implies that they have the right to to uh, exterminate a child post-birth. Yeah. So it's, that's not a logical, consistent um, line to it's draw. It's not a good point to stress. At all, right. But here's the deal. There is a, a nascent human body growing inside of a pregnant woman. Yep. That Separate genetic makeup, different from its mother and father. Completely unique. Yep. And it based on some of the things from our last episode, uh, talking about where the divinity of the universe sits, divine. Yeah. And, and innocent. Uh, those, <laughs> keep those two things in mind. But anyhow, it, it rests in your body, and it got there because of decisions you made. Potentially. Uh, Potentially. Okay, 99% of the time. Yes, 99% of the time. Right, so we're talking about cases of rape and incest. Pregnancy and... Pregnancy from rape and incest is a, is a very, very, very small percent. It's an important percent. Like, that's horrible that someone would do right. that. And then you have consequences after that about another life inside of you to deal with. Exactly. But, but it's not the majority of circumstances. It's not. So so when people bring up rape and incest... So so let's just put a bumper on the second one. We'll come back to rape and incest in, another, in just a minute because that's a very common argument. That's yeah, yeah, too. yeah, fine. So there is no logical line to draw that you can you can attribute to a human being that is prenatal uh, that is in utero that you can't also draw to a human being that is external so for instance uh, other than conception what i'm saying is when does personhood become assumed by the embryo oh, there's okay. no logical line to draw except for conception if you people use the heartbeat argument once they have a heartbeat then they're a separate human uh wrong we there's human beings walking around today you might have talked to that one today that don't have heartbeats in fact in fact pacemakers yeah well even that but like and my, artificial valves my wife is working does this thing at the hospital where it's called an lvad and it's literally you have no pulse for the rest of your life you have a pump that goes into your heart and you switch out the batteries so like no, there's human beings that don't have heartbeats that are still human beings. Absolutely. Un- unless you want to argue they're not. Right. Which it's, is a whole other thing. So to be ideologically consistent, then perhaps you either... They're, perhaps they're cyborgs. Maybe we can kill cyborgs. <laughs> Another episode. Another episode. <laughs> but, uh, right, either it's okay to kill that human being too. Right, or it's or okay, it's okay to, to kill the baby. Right, it's okay to abort both or it's okay to abort neither. Right. Brainwave activity. Uh, people in comas often go right. through long periods of time with no measurable brain... Uh, brain activity, that's not a good parallel. We could keep going down that list with even even uh, self-viability. Uh, there's plenty of people today that this kind of encompasses the other two. Is viability the, the instant that confers personhood? 
wrong. There's plenty of non-viable humans today that are that are kept alive not only by uh, external equipment, but external people. People yeah. monitoring the equipment. Well, like, children are that, right? Like, if you leave your kids locked up in your house for right. hours, they right. probably end up dead. And, so, like, eventually, there's there's a certain point of time where they're, where they're toast. Right. So, bad argument. Let's move on to the next one. Rape and incest. We're talking about a, a give or take, depending on which study you read. We're talking about a 1% Very. of abortions. And that, 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 if you actually think about it for a second, that kind of makes sense. Right. Like, pregnancy, I mean, and, like, and, pregnancy isn't something that can, like, happen all the time you know it's it's cyclical and it's also like you know some very specific circumstances yeah um just to give people a a scale of the scope this is this is uh inflammatory statistic but a true statistic okay in new york which will be where we're going later in the conversation they abort more black babies than they deliver jeez louise is that actually true yes i don't I, i don't think people Holy really cow. understand the scope of abortion when we're talking about this oh. in general but but just i wasn't ready for that look look it up on your own wow, so when we're okay. talking about rape and incest you're talking about so few abortions that it's a bad faith argument you don't use the edge case to validate the main case yeah it's no a bad doubt. faith argument and yeah. i don't have time to put up with that argument yeah um, agreed now is it a conversation we can have yes my personal opinion is two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that Although that mean, is a horrible, horrible position to be in, undoubtedly. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? This comes back to meaning. It comes back to why exist and how to exist. And this is separate from the politics, right? Because politics is about eliminating the externalities. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, you, if you're in a position where that is happening to you, the world has no padded corners. The world's a dark place. Yep. The world's an evil place and there's consequences. But what you can do that matters is to bear the suffering of others forthrightly. Sure. So if you think about it in those con- concepts, yes, you got dealt a terrible hand. And I don't know of a single person on the right side of the aisle that doesn't have compassion for you. Oh, yeah. That isn't, that isn't completely unreasonable. Yeah. Once again, an edge case. But the truth is you have an opportunity right now to bear the suffering forthrightly and you should do it so anyway moving on from that what's another argument do we have any more I think that's like the majority of the uh, you know it's my body no it's not a viable human yes it is I, I we kind of life touched... doesn't start at conception there's some right. more is that more that are a little bit nuanced effectively yeah but um, I think that I think that's like the general stuff you know? yeah yeah, if if you know of another argument for abortion as a listener, email us email it in and we'll give you our thoughts on that argument as well. Exactly. You um, know, obviously we're I'm driving. So my brain capacity is at like 12 right now 12. out of 12. Okay. So well, then you're full. Exactly. So that doesn't make any sense. Yes, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> that was the point. That was both a lesson and an example. You're welcome. So anyhow, yep. There there's a lot of of anti-scientific uh, a lot of it's not a real person it's not viable yeah. yeah a lot of anti-scientific a lot of misinformation a lot of propaganda going out about abortion right now yeah so scary stuff man enter justice brett kavanaugh you know yes. he makes a majority a majority republican or conservative uh judiciary on the Supreme Court. Right. And everyone starts freaking out that they're going to repeal Rover's Wade. Right. Now, 
that seems incredibly tenuous to me. Extremely, and and even more important is like, uh, Kavanaugh is actually ruled on a on I can't remember the exact case or what was up to debate, but essentially it was it was in regards to abortion or at least. Uh, p- potentially Planned Parenthood, and he came on the non-conservative side of the argument there. So it seems even like, it seems it, it, it seems more freaking out because another conservative judge sure. was added to the bench rather than an actual good look at his track record and things. Like, I think there were all, I think, uh, I can't remember her name, but there was a, there was a lady that was, you know, in, in the potential short list for Supreme Court nominees, who is far more conservative and far oh, yeah, more... I can't remember her name. Yeah, far more conservative than Kavanaugh. And it seems like Kavanaugh seems pretty centrist and even will lean left on some rulings. Although, that's a horrible thing we have to say now, is that the Supreme Court is actually political. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation, so, but the point but being the point is that is, Kavanaugh doesn't seem like he's anywhere close to, to taking down any legislation regarding Roe v. Wade. Right, so the left talking heads and the morons in the House and the Senate, like Pelosi, mm. um, started screaming, they're going to take your right to abortion away. They're going to take your right to abortion away. Wrong. They can't actually take your right to abortion away. Overturning Roe v. Wade would not take a woman's right to abortion away. It would make it a state's right as rights so, so just the read happened, the law. Yeah, the minute the minute it ha- it would happen, like, they go, oh, Roe v. Wade's not constitutional anymore. So if it happened, the next day... New York, California, possibly and every state in the union would write a new law saying abortion is legal. Or if they had laws on the books saying that, those would be effective. And so in in looking forward to that happening, which is not going to happen anyway, uh, New York and Virginia propose these laws. So let's talk about the New York law to start. Yeah. Well, the Virginia law didn't go through, so let's let's go with it first. I'm actually unfamiliar with the Virginia law, uh, like the actual text of it. I'll give you the... The, the Virginia law is disgusting okay. and Kathy Tran's uh, st- uh, personal statements on it were shocking in my opinion. Who's Kathy Tran? Kathy Tran is one of the members of the Virginia legislature. I can't okay. remember. They called it like their assembly. I can't remember exactly the terminology for Democrat it. Democrat or Republican? Uh, Democrat, darling. Okay. So, well, I didn't know uh, if it, I, I, I don't know the comments. She's so. the one who proposed the bill. Okay. So her comments on the bill itself were upsetting. Okay, right. Got it. So, so basically they redacted parts they call it the repeal act and they call it that because it's repealing some sweeping abortion it it was supposed to repeal some sweeping abortion legislation that uh restricted time frame manner and reasoning for abortions so basically the changes were that a they they took out a clause in the reasoning section where you could have an abortion for uh it was uh, devastating. I think it was devastating and non-remediable health or mental health issues, physical or mental health issues. Okay. So they took away the part that said um, severe and non-remediable. So, so basically, now it's for health or any health. health or mental health issue. Got it. And uh, just to be clear, when they say mental health issue, this can literally be for any reason. They also changed a portion. A doctor had a doctor now can determine that what, you what is the a mental, mental health you issue. had a mental health issue so, that kept you from carrying this pregnancy to term, hence the abortion. Postpartum disorder, they can claim um, any kind of depression, any kind of anxiety, anything they want. They a doctor can now certify and have 
the abortion proceed. And that's actually similar to the New York and law. And if I understand that correctly, that's because the language in the law doesn't do- define what a mental health Correct. condition would Correct. be. So that, that's that's what Christopher's saying. It's not, not because, like, the law itself specifically says anything goes. It's because it doesn't say. It, it, what it says specifically is that the doctor can certify right. that he believes the patient to be under a mental health concern. Right. And, and not a particularly serious one at that. So it's not illegal to have an abortion. Well, it doesn't have any don't... qualifications on what the severe... Oh, I right. see. They took it, out the text for they severe. They took out I'm the with you severe now. non-remedial text. Right. So the point is that the, there are no qualifications that a doctor has to make. It, it, he, it's not illegal to have an abortion without having a mental health uh, concern. It's illegal to have an abortion without having a doctor certify that he thinks you have a mental health concern, which mm-hmm. opens it up to basically there will be doctors who will fill that gap. There Is will it- be doctors who will service people just like weed in California. Oh, you have anxiety? Take some, take some orange crush. You have anxiety? Have an abortion. So, question, a question here, just just to help me understand. Is that, was there, um, did the time frame, is that in any time frame, the okay, condition so you Okay, so then they said? also changed the time frame. Okay. So the the other portion, and we, we can move on to New York after this. Sure. But the other portion was that they removed, the, their, they removed the restriction on 24 weeks from the, the proper reasoning to basically any reasoning before 24 weeks. It is on demand. Uh, before 24 weeks and up to 40 weeks, e.g. birth, for those of you who are counting at wait home. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nine times four <laughs> is 36, so what are we going to do for the other four months? Uh, what do you, the other four? Nine, nine because, times four is 36. Yeah, oh, a pregnancy term is nine months and it's forty or is, is 36 can, months. You can carry a, a baby. Post, than, post, okay, so it's, it, it's, it's, it has to be pre-birth. Uh, in those 40 months. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank anytime, you. That was what I was freaking out about. Yeah. Okay. But there was also a horrifying repeal. Well, that's also in the New York law. So mm. we'll talk about that there um, in the penal code section. But anyhow. So post 24 so months, if there's a health problem. If there's a health problem. So initially that was illegal under any circumstances. Wow. So at any rate, the Kathy Tran, the video that went viral, Kathy Tran was being asked about the bill. And someone said, if someone is, uh, it, it was another member of the assembly, said, if someone has visible signs of pregnancy, quite graphically, if they're dilating, and a doctor certified that there was a health concern, a mental health concern, under your bill, could they have an abortion? And her answer was, there's no restrictions on that. Jeez so we can be talking Louise. about two minutes away from birth. And, and we'll get this into why. Let's get through the New York bill, but that, the ideology there is so sick the the rejection of consequences and the insistence on gratification of the individual is so sick in that circumstance uh, and it's really a litmus test for how you can tell if you're discussing ideas with another human being individual or just an ideological squawk box if they think that two minutes of of someone's time is too much to save a human life and i i have a gotcha question that i ask some of my leftist friends because i get in a bunch of debates with them i'll tell you later but that's that's a key indicator that you're not talking to another person yeah uh, if that's, they if that's, they think you're talking in your own camp, yeah, you're not talking to other people, yeah. All right. So anyway, the New York law and the New York law has a bunch of the same it, it's similar liberties. stuff. Exact it basic base. I think it defines a per. It defines what a person is and a person, as it, far it, as it, its penal code goes. It technically removed 
part of the definition of person. It actually removed. That's that's a good way to put it. It actually removed the definition of a person in the penal code because it could it could be someone that is unborn at a certain period. It of was time. unborn after 24 weeks. Yes, was so, initially well. It, it was in the penal code. They defined homicide. Homicide was murder of a uh, uh, born alive individual as well as a a unborn infant that had been alive or had been uh, where the female had been pregnant for more than 24 weeks. Yep. So, like you've heard before, there's double homicide rules in a lot of the country. So they actually took the the part of the definition saying about the child for the 24 months. Right. Or 24 weeks. If you killed a pregnant woman who has been pregnant for more than 24 weeks, in that circumstance, you would be guilty of double homicide. If the child died, then reckless endangerment. Pre this law passing. Yeah. Right. Pre this law passing. Now... In New York, there's literally no protection. The ideology is so thick and so disgusting that if you murder a pregnant woman who intends to carry the child to term, right? who intends to carry the child to term, if you murder her and the baby dies as well, you'll be charged with one homicide. If you abuse a pregnant woman and you, let's say, hit her in the stomach and you terminate her pregnancy, abuse. Assault. Assault, battery. That would just be assault. Te- battery. There's no homicide involved. Technically battery, but yes. Oh, sure. Yeah, because um, you actually hit someone. Yeah. Uh, but No but, homicide. But here's, here's, the, the, here's the, the thing. They, like, they had to change the legal definition of personhood yeah. to enable their sick, twisted ideology so that we could have abortion on demand. Yeah, and so the other two parts of it is 24 months is whenever you want it. No problem. Or 24 weeks. I keep saying months. 24 weeks, whenever you want it, however you want it. No problems, no questions asked. And then post 24 weeks similarly if the doctor thinks and and, and their their code is actually it, the the New York law is actually even less descriptive it just says and health so right. post 24 weeks if it's going to affect the life of the mother or her health and that's the only clarification it's given they the the abortion can be performed past 24 weeks so but and this is crazy. Like, this this law, since it's been in effect, is actually already affecting people. Because I was reading in the BBC, there's a, there was an article dealing with a couple of different uh, views on this. But one thing was this lady uh, was assaulted by her boyfriend dur- uh, when while she was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. A domestic abuse scenario. And so as she was being... And, you know, she was pregnant, and so he was getting charged with, you know, assault on her and assault on the child itself. Right. And so now, because the because the he hasn't been tried yet, and they're moving the court case back, he's going to be tried when this law's in effect. So he the the crimes brought against him will not be as severe as they would have been because. I mean, like, how horrible is it? I mean, we all know it's far worse to assault a pregnant woman than it is to not a, than, than a non-pregnant woman. And this person's going to get off scot-free, essentially, for assaulting a pregnant woman. He's only going to be charged with assaulting a woman. Right. Underneath the New York law. It's, it's absolutely sick. And it shows how the ideology is self-defeating. Yeah. You know, you do something in the, to under help the women guise... To you're actually not, making it worse. Not to help women, under the guise of helping sure, women. Sure, thank you. And you are actively making their situation worse. Yeah. I mean, how disgusting is it? How unbelievably 
hedonistically sick is it yeah. that in a culture where we have so much comfort and so much beauty and so much wealth that we have to and so much gratification that the other the rest of the world would go nuts for that we are so freaking needy and so selfish that we we attempt to to disambiguate and disassociate from all of the consequences of all of our poor decisions in such a way that when we turn around and look at where we came from we had to redefine what was contextualized as a human. Was. Yeah, like we yeah. had to rewrite the definition to make it to make ourselves feel better, to make ourselves feel to make ourselves like follow after a thought process and an ideology that was going to give us more seemingly control over our lives. Yeah. And it's and, and the it's crazy, thing, man. And, and separating from the pot, this is what the radical left gets you. This. If you want to pursue this ideology that rejects grand narrative, that rejects the divinity of the individual, that rejects the the word of law as such in that it's based upon the enlightenment and Judeo-Christian principle that the individual is the absolute uh, resolution that you must apply to law and order. If you want to eschew all of that and and follow this ideology, you'll end up at a place where you can't even decide what we are and what humanity is, and you can't you can't even treat the innocent among us with the proper dignity and personhood that they that they deserve. Yeah. Separating from that for for a moment. The reason this matters, because, uh, you know, overpopulation, uh, one of the most disgusting arguments for That's abortion really that we didn't go argument. into, and, and the amount that it gets peddled is absolutely sickening. You know what, if you think the world's overpopulated, why don't you just tell me what which million we should kill, which billion we should kill? Why don't you go ahead and decide, right. and tell me how you got to that idea. Just pick, I, I mean, pick, pick, the prop, pick the proper demographic, pick the proper person, call it a random lottery, whatever, but I mean, like, there's no scenario where it's equitable, fair, and just. Yeah, yeah. if the if they'd ra if the poor are were going to die, they'd better do it and decrease decrease the surplus population. Right. Like it's hilarious that sorry a jab from Charles Dickens about the most heinous, reprehensible character he could write right is as now a joke a, a, as who's literally named Scrooge right on purpose as a caricature right. is now literally a a ideological point of view that is being replicated. It, it's amazing. So anyway, I, well, but I just here's why to, it matters. I just, I just wanted to say like if you're going to make like a statistical argument for like there's too many people then you better get rid of the ones that aren't productive like if you want to be logically consistent you better go kill the poor people like and that that is some of the nasty stuff that we got out of Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia was let's put all the losers and the handicapped people and the and the people that don't have all the mental faculties into camps. So talking about the gypsies and the, the disabled, not the Jews in that instance. Yes, I'm not talking about the Jews, to, obviously. To Germany, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but, not talking about the Jews, but I'm know, just saying but you're like, absolutely right. And, and, and oh, thank you for that because the internet could have killed me. But yeah, I, I think I think I think it's clear what ben I'm Shapiro saying. Ben Shapiro would have killed you, right? But uh, what I'm saying is like you take all those people and put them into a camp because the idea is, and I would have gotten there, is that, you know, we're going to make society best. We're going to make this Aryan race that's unstoppable. And then that gets you to this cruel, sick place where let's put Jews there too. And it's like, that is just 
gross, disgusting, and vile. And it does, and the logical trend there doesn't actually work. But, but my point is being like, right. if you're going to start pointing fingers about who we need to kill and overpopulation is a problem, you are playing a very disgusting game with math. Yeah, and I don't think you're being honest about and, it and, and completely neglecting the the hardships that the world imposes upon humanity. Mm-hmm. Those people bring up the same argument when they talk about global warming, for instance. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, the the point why it matters is thus. When you kill the innocent, you're doing a few things. When you kill an unborn child, one, you are killing the best representation that we have on this earth of Christ, of the divine, and that matters. In a world where, where there is still meaning, that matters because Christ was both innocent and divine. And a replication of that exists in each of us. Mm-hmm. And children are the only among us, not in a in a uh, theological sense, but children are those among us in a socio-political sense that are innocent. Yeah, and, and as much as a human being can possibly. And because of that divinity that has been imparted onto us, then you are destroying the the most wonderful thing about humanity that is our potential. Yeah. You're destroying human potential. And you can't... The, you don't have a yardstick that you can get out of your cabinet with which to measure the amount of destruction that you're causing. Mm. You, One, you don't have it. And I'm, again, I'm not speaking to the individual women. I'm speaking to the people that enable this. Mm. And and there, I heard this this great story from a teacher the other day that they were saying... Um, you, you're married, you got married, your wife has a degenerative disorder. You have tuberculosis. You have a first child and he's lame. He can't walk. You have a second child and he can't, uh, he has tuberculosis as well. You have a third child. He can't see and he can't speak. You have a fourth child. What would you recommend that the couple do? Do you get pregnant with a fourth child? What would you recommend that the couple do? And they said, well, you'd have to, you'd have to recommend abortion. I mean, these people are a walking calamity and the teacher said, good work, you just killed Beethoven. Right? You don't have, you... And here's the thing, not there, only There's is that no like, way to measure it. There's no way to measure it. There's no way to know from, like, the chaotic potential that is two people coming together what will be produced by that. Like, we don't, we don't have the formula yet to get that. Obviously, if we did, we would have told that family to keep going at it because we need more Beethovens. Like, you know, like, right. if, if we did have the, if we did have it, we would be better at this, we, is my point. We have songs now that everybody knows and everybody can hum simply because of the hu- human potential is allowed to flourish. Yeah. And you can't measure that because the same melody would not have existed. That no one would have done it the same way. There's a nearly infinite way to arrange sound. I think this. You yeah. Know, let's go. Let's go to the final point, and and that's the question: Why? Why then? When it's so clear, even the honest members of the left know that this is wrong. I mean, they used to know it was wrong. All of them. Safe, Safe legal, legal, and rare. rare. Bill Clinton. Jinx. Buy me a soda. Buy me a soda. I have They one. knew it was wrong. If yeah. it wasn't wrong, then why would it have to be rare? Yeah. Rare is such a key word in that. And it's yeah. like, because that, that gives, and rare is something I think maybe as a society we could get behind. Although I think it's, I, 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 I have a lot of concerns with it. And I, and I think because of, how it can be I think there's better I think there's better solutions to the unwanted pregnancy than abortion yeah. that, and that's why I think rare is something potentially a society can get behind but I also have a lot of trepidation I'm wondering why we jump to that is my point the, um, uh, of course uh, just as a caveat yeah in 
instances where it endangers the woman's life. And these are exceptionally, exceptionally few. Exceptionally few. The math does change. And uh, I'm I, talking life for a life, but if you get rid of this one life, the other life can live. Right. I don't know, man. Like that, that, That's a hard question for that's, that couple. That's difficult. Yeah, it's a question for them. Mm. Uh, but but that's what I'm saying. It's a question for them. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with that not being legislated. I, I think that for, for it's instance. such a unique circumstance that perhaps maybe it's best just left to the moment. For Yes. For yeah. instance, if there was a low probability that the child was going to survive or no probability that the child was going to survive anyway, mm-hmm. and you know that the woman is going to die, I think it should be their cho- choice to have faith and allow the process to run its course or to take medical yes. medical uh, it's a decision pre- for for those people preventative every measures time. yeah yeah uh, so uh, there are extenuating circumstances to be clear yep. but um let's let's focus in and answer the question why sure why then do we have an entire political party that has shifted so radically in the past 25 to 30 years so that now it is on demand not even safely gone rare rare implying that they knew it was wrong i think it has to do with the fundamental disconnect if you will between the other ideologies that seem to run rampant in the leftist community namely the materialism that sits at the intersection of modernism uh, uh, well i was going to say yes it does sit at the, the intersection of modernism and mm-hmm. postmodernism, mm-hmm. but but even more correctly, Marxism mm. and postmodernism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know this idea that oh, you you guys are welcome for that lovely mic bump. Um, <laughs> but but as we discussed before, you know postmodernists said that there's an infinite number of ways to interpret the data in Nothing the world. Nothing means anything. Nothing means anything. Yep. Right. And then because of that, the only difference in two interpretations is their their power. Is, yes. is there relative power in society? How, can I make you believe my interpretation, or do, or can you make your interpretation true? And then the only way to do that is to do an arm wrestling match. Effectively. Yeah. Um, and so what? And, and so that's where they connected to Marxism, because Marxism set up this that there was there was no meaning in everything. There was only materialism. Mm-hmm. There there was no ingenuity or bright spark behind the goods that were being produced. Right. No human element. No meaning. There was only the goods. And their value was imparted from the worker. And the worker... These aren't my own ideas, by the way. I was reading... Um, unfor- this is unfortunate. I, um, I was reading a, a piece of work by a psychologist. And I can't remember his name right now. Mm. So anyway, um, there they are imparted by the worker and that gives them their value. Okay. And then the, the struggle that exists between those who own the value and those who don't own the value is simply a power dynamic. Okay. Right. So it's, it, there's this now that disconnects because it's a grand narrative and, and postmodern says there's no meaning, but materialism sits at the nexus of those ideas. There is no deeper meaning. There is only stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. When you, when you have a, a, child a, a human infant that it hasn't been born yet and you ask yourself the question well it's discomforting me and in quote discomfort is evil as far as i see it because good is what we make of it because there is no deeper meaning to things there is no grand narrative to ascribe to there is no divinity to the existence of the individual then where do i derive my morality from the answer is you have no morality to derive from anywhere. Killing a child should be the same as killing a plant. It is simply what 
is good for you. It is what is your truth. All of these tropes that you hear bandied about. Why not end the life of the child? There's no good answer for why not if you subscribe to this materialism. There's no good place to draw your morals from. There's no good place to draw meaning from. And so, in support of that ideology and as a result of that infectious sickness that's crippled so many of the political left, you have this new beast that raises its head where on demand, not safely going rare. Here's the, here's the test I use. I use this on my, on my leftist friends all the time. If there, was a, if there was a meaning, or if there was a method, whereby any woman who didn't want to take her pregnancy to term could remove her child, uh, and it could, be, it could be incubated extra utero in some kind of technological device that doesn't exist as of yet, and then, and then brought to term in this external device and put up for adoption, at that point could we say that all abortion was illegal. At that point, could we say all abortion was wrong? And the chilling thing is, you have no idea how many of them say no. It should still be the woman's choice. You remove the externality, and they still say it's the woman's choice. What does that leave you with? I don't know. To me, it's sick. I think it, I think it leaves you at a place where you have an ideology based on materialism and based on the postmodern ethos that there is no right and there is no wrong and there is no anything that simply what is good for me is good. Yeah, I I think I think I'm <coughs> I think I mostly agree with you. I think I I think when the I I I honestly see postmodernism as an outgrowth of marxism and I don't want to get too lost in that. But I think I think modernism really kicked down this door because it was basically saying, you're just a weird animal thing, you know, with no real purpose and no real meaning in the universe. And there's a lot of things going on in the universe. And it's like, to, to like really make sense of all that, it's like you're really not that important and nothing you have is really that important. And postmodernism just kicks down the door even further, in my opinion, being, sure. like, being like, you know, well, guess what? Not only that, but there even... The stories that you tell yourself, the thing that doesn't matter, those don't matter too. So it's like there's even less meaning to your life, and there's not even a good reason for you to tell stories in the world where story in the modern world where still stories kind of matter. Like there is still truth to be gained, if that sort of makes sense. And I think, I think the thing, I think you hit the nail on the head though, where it's like you know it's about people wanting to make decisions for them. We have to be careful there because it's not necessarily that. See, there's two parts to it, and you nailed one of them, which is. The doctors that, the doctors and the legislatures putting forth this stuff that say like, you know, all the time, wherever, however, those people are not, those people are acting as God. You know, they're they're defining how things work and they're taking sure. advantage of people that don't necessarily know all that. But one of the things I think that is like sad, a second part of this is I also think people aren't aware of the potential they're throwing away. And what I mean by that is not necessarily they attempting to play God in their life, although I think there are some people that are like, I want what's convenient for me right. outside of politics. But I think it's also, it's like, you don't understand what your child has has the capability to be. He has the ability to save you in some ways. He has the ability to become the thing that we need to take us into the next place. Yes. And nobody's telling women that anymore. 
the thing that you're being told as a woman is that you need to be a man, you need to go get a job, you yeah. need to go get a career, and being a mother is being weak. And I think one of the things that bothers me so much is nobody is standing up just explaining what it means to be a mother and the care and the tenacity and the love that goes into that and nobody's taking the chance to educate people that that actually may be something very worthwhile in your life and worth pursuing and it's like just potentially there's less enjoyment out of your life there's less meaning there's less purpose if you are just completely focused on your career and maybe even if you're a guy doing this too but what i'm saying is like there's I've done this before, like, human beings are literally the most complex thing in the universe. And being a mother, in the traditional sense of the term of being a mother, means you bring forth and care for the most complex thing in the universe. Absolutely. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand what the value is of human life and the divinity found there within. And I think that's proof that there is a God, in a sense, that that happens to be a true scientific fact, what I just said. And, 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 and it's and like if you do it correctly... Yeah. If you do it correctly, you, you cannot measure what kind of order and what kind of mediation of suffering you can bring into the world. Yeah, and so it's like, so not only, not only is there like this, there's this, there's this argument that's like you're, you're playing God, and I think there's some people that are playing God, but it's also like you don't understand what you're throwing away. You don't understand what you're giving up on. And sure, it may not have come under the best of circumstances, but nobody has a kid under the proper circumstances. Right. And that's not saying it can't be hard, and that's not saying you may have as harder time at it, but it's like, man, buckle down because you don't know what you're getting. Sure. And you you need to potentially strap in because possibly the most exciting thing in your life is about to happen if you'll take the suffering along with it, if you'll be realistic about what you're getting and you'll own up to it. And I think that, I think in some ways that's, you know, I don't say that lightly as someone who tries to take on stuff like that in my own life. Sure. So I hope you understand. I don't mean that without caring and compassion, but it's both those things. I think, Chris, I, I think, I, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and there was a shortcoming in my argument, I think was that I, I laid out that, you know, this is where it comes from. What's good for me is good because it is. Yes. That's the postmodern argument, effectively. And but, I think that's the political argument we hear. Right, and, and it is maybe the proper political argument, but yeah, extrapolated out a step further, I mean, wanting to be God is the is the modus operandi for the entire story of human Adam civilization. Adam and Eve, fall. Yeah. The fall, Adam and Eve, etc. Just like we were talking about last week. Murder of Christ, yeah, right. all of it. It's, it. Take, eat you'll have the understanding of God. Or he said in his heart, I'll be like God. And he was shot down like lightning. Yeah. The the idea is that, you know, the, you hear it said sometimes, there's not, uh, there's not a side in this debate that's not pro-life. You know, mm. women mm-hmm. women uh, who support abortions and uh, legislatures, et cetera, that support abortions, mm-hmm. use this trope. I say women, men do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, we're all pro-life. We just want to bring life about in the proper circumstances. Here's the other piece. There's not a side that's not pro-choice. Exactly. You, you know, abstain, birth protection. You live in the easiest, you live in a society, if you're listening to this podcast, most likely where it's more convenient for you not or to get free. pregnant and still have sex than anywhere else on the in the history of human existence. It's never been this easy It's before. never been this easy. So here's the thing. The argument that you're making is predicated on the misconception that you didn't have a conscious choice in the placement of the child there. And that's why I really love what you said, Hunter, because you hit the nail on the head. Sure, what's good for me can be good, but extrapolate that out further and ask why is because 
our desire, our, our malevolent modus operandi is I want to be God. And being God means that you get to be the author of the consequences. And guess what you don't? Guess what? The world doesn't have any padded corners. It's a bad place to be. It is. It's full of malevolence. It's full of darkness. It's full of pain. It's full of suffering. So pick it up and carry it. And don't, don't fall into this trap of what is good for me is good for is good because it is. You yeah. are not the Aristotelian good of the universe. Yeah. And it's obvious. You don't get to be the author of your own consequences. Mm -hmm. You, in, in most circumstances, you, in your own short-sightedness, in few circumstances, the malevolence of others put the child there. Don't amplify the sound. Yeah, man. Don't amplify it. I think, I think I, you know what? I think I know what our next topic should be because I think we said it a couple times. Let's just talk about why the world is a place of uh, suffering because I don't think we've actually expounded upon that enough to make to people in, a, in this format that is a good argument for it. But I, I love think that. it's obvious. But it won't be our next episode because our next episode is oh, actually that's right. very special. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's uh, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, guys, this Saturday, we're going to have our first guest on the show. It is... A person. My good buddy, uh, one of my best friends on the entire planet, and he's all right. <laughs> his name is Ben Polk. He's a member of the armed services. He's in the air force. He's training right now to become a fighter pilot. He is really happy we put him at the end of the abortion episode. Yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna be happy about that, right? Uh, he's got to be. <laughs> yeah, of um, course. Yeah, we'll have to hear his thoughts. Maybe he's got a couple on this episode. I'm yeah, sure listen to it. But at any rate, um, he's a fantastic guy. He He's dumb as a post, but we hope you'll excuse him. <laughs> He's been learning some really interesting stuff about uh, Aristotle, Plato, and God. Yeah. And so we're going to talk uh, philosophy and the and the greater divinity of the cosmos. So it's going to be really fun. Make sure you listen to that. We're going to have it up sometime this weekend. And we would love, 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 love if you have an idea, pitch it to us. Send us an email. Talk to us on Twitter. Whatever works best. If there's something you would like to talk about and you think you, you know, want to get in the back seat, if you want to argue with us too, we'd love to put a debate up, but we'll go through some guidelines on that too if you if you reach out to us on that. But yep. it, please just anything that uh, you know is uh, please anything that you would like to pitch us, send it. Any other questions, you can send that to carlpooling at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Carl Pooling. You can follow me at Emotional Carl on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, me at Chris X Carl. You can go to our website, carlpooling.com. Hey, listen, seriously, if you've been listening to the show, if you've been enjoying it, if you have feedback, constructive or otherwise, please subscribe. Leave a review. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Leave a review. Uh, as we're growing the show, you, you really have no idea how important that is. Uh, to the growth of the show and to us so please take a minute and do that uh, that being said get out of the back seat we are home